Hello there, neighborino. What's up, duder? What's up, quacko? What's up, quacko? Oh, so you have, uh, is that Bill the Duck? Oh, absolutely. Bill's my favorite. I just, I gotta adapt that into my real life. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna take oh, me that's, pretty far. That's not completely insane at all. No, no. <laughs> With the amount that people are talking about this game and loving this game, me saying quacko, there's always gonna be somebody out there that's just like, was that Bill? At, at the cafe. Muscle madness! Yeah, some, some guy's gonna be like, hey, I know that guy. And then you're gonna have... A new neighbor in the number one smash hit game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which this show is based all around, buddy. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's been a uh, a roller coaster of a week, but there is nothing better than being able to get home and sit down, pick up a controller, and play some Animal Crossing. How is everything going with you, man? Uh... I would say I'm on the exact same level as you, my dear neighbor and friend, Uh, except that I start my day with a little Animal Crossing and sometimes will also do a nightcap, uh, do a little fishing before bed, you know, turn into the night box, wake up with a little extra spending money in my pockets. That's how I kind of operate. I got to tell you, I got to adapt that a little bit into my routine because I'm a morning guy and that I don't play as much at night. So I'll take that into recommendation. I think it's a, it's a good tip, but, you know, everybody plays this game differently, as we will discuss a bit later on this show, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. There's we'll some get big there. stuff coming. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about what's new, buddy. Um, so let's ask, let's take that a little deeper. I want to know what's new on your island. Do you have a new villager? A new inhabitant, maybe? I I do not. I do have. I know that there's somebody up at my campsite waiting for me today. Okay. But it's turn up day. We'll talk about that briefly in a second. So that's what I did all morning before we talked here mm-hmm. was get all of those uh, in order. But I do have a couple cool things that I want to bring up briefly that uh, are on my island. One, I have the art museum, in, uh, the art gallery in my museum, which we'll get to after. And two, I completely redid the outside of my house and i don't know if you've ever explored any of those options but there's so many options and i spent i like i kid you not like 10 15 minutes just like going through all the options and pairing and being like "Ooh, what do i like what do i like what aesthetic do i want and this may come as weird sound weird to you but i almost have like this middle earthy kind of look to my house (laughs) Uh which is weird to come out of my mouth i understand that as a fan of not Lord of the Rings. Uh, (laughs) It's a very cool aesthetic, and I think it's awesome. What about you, man? What's going on on your island? Oh, well, I've actually had two kind of uh, upgrades happen. On the heels of you, my store also just upgraded. So I have the the next level of store, which opens me up to a wealth of new items and more options on those items. So that's been pretty great. I really appreciate having that. Uh, but on the new villager front, I do have a new villager. Since on the last episode, I just figured out I needed to set up a campsite as the next step in my journey. Um, I had somebody move in like the very next day or come check out the island. And it was this cool woodpecker named Luchador who's wearing a Luchador wrestler's mask. That's And so I awesome. immediately was like, well, this dude's awesome. He's got to move in. So I, you know, I approached it. He willingly accepted. He moved to the island. And I walk into his house, and his wallpaper and floor are the wrestling ring and the crowd. 
it's just such a mm, lucha is a fantastic dude i'm super stoked to have him living with us that's fantastic did you see that in our facebook group for animal talking there was somebody that had part of the boxing ring yeah and the cool thing about that is once you get one corner of the boxing ring you just order three more and you have a whole boxing ring yeah you've got the whole thing you just move it to wherever you want to position it so cool i feel like that's gonna have to go in my upstairs room oh i didn't mention this but this is a great segue so I have an upstairs room, and I also now have a right-sided room. Yep. Uh, the The boxing ring is going to go upstairs. That's going to be my training room, obviously. Sure. It's it's pretty big, okay? But do you know how I got these two extra rooms? Uh, I'm assuming in the same way that I did, but I'm not going to steal your thunder. I'm going to ask you, please, sir, how did you get those extra rooms? So let me tell you. We did talk about real quick. We went in depth into turnips last week. We're not going to do that today. If you want to learn a little bit more about that, revisit last week's episode if you're new to the show. Uh, we did talk a lot about turnips. But something really exciting is we all know you invested about a quarter million uh, bells into turnips last week. I mm-hmm. did about half a million. And through the week on our group, Animal Talking, which you can find at fi- on Facebook. Just type it in and find it. Uh, we're small group but growing. Um, we had somebody, Paul Pig. Thank you so much for shout outs that. to Paul Pig, man. Thank you. He had bell. He had turnip selling on his island one night for like four hundred and eighty bells a turnip. I believe he was four hundred and sixty-two. Ooh, you had him the next day too. At forty-six, see, right? <laughs> so the next day I was like four eighty-six, which was fine. I was glad to yeah. offload him at the guaranteed. But yes, yeah. Paul Pig came through. Uh, it was a bit of a trying episode. It was yeah. all of our first experiences with multiple visitors to one island. They had also recently expanded the amount of people you could have. Uh, it used to be just four on an island, and now it's eight. You can have up to eight people. Yeah. Um, so that just, it added a little bit of complication because you can't fly into an island when somebody is on their phone or doing anything of the sort, talking to anybody. Yeah, And uh, so the thing that I think you're supposed to do from here on out, helpful little tip for all of our turnip followers in the future, if you have the high-priced item, you need to make a dodo code and then send this dodo code out to people who can use it and join in like a queue line. And that way, the next available option that somebody can fly in, they just automatically fly in. You don't have to keep checking A and cycling through. It makes the whole process a lot smoother and gets everybody in and out in a timely fashion. So uh, if you want to investigate a little further, that would be fine. But you just want to do everything through the Dodo codes when you are expecting a big amount of visitors. Yeah. And I think you can even set a time limit for people to be on your island as well, which is going to guarantee the possibility of people getting on. I am the type of person who I put out this morning. I have them for 92. um, And for a while, I had my my gate open. And all you have to do is if you're that guy, just letting or guy or gal letting people onto your island, just make sure it doesn't go into sleep mode. Just touch the joystick or something every now and again. Uh, But I ended up making two million bells, I think, off of that. I made one point take. seven nine, so basically one point eight. If I'm going to round it, one point eight yeah. million bells made a very handy profit. Uh, so much so that this week I turned around. I've invested half a million dollars into there. Turnips. You go. I I went eight hundred k this time. Wow. So uh, yeah, you went all in. 
I have yeah. 243 bells to my name. Okay. I, <laughs> I literally die. Exactly. So I literally, I took everything that I earned. I bought two extensions for my house. I only have one left to get, which is the basement, but that's 1.2 uh, to get that. But I got those two, put the rest in the bank, took it out, and spent that all on turnips today. It makes me wish with the influence on the stock market that there was a Gordon Gecko lizard character that I could get to move to my island if I did enough money with bells. Um, yeah? Yeah. That's a thing? Like, you can get this this no. the stock? Oh, oh I'm saying I wish there was. Gordon Gecko is the name of a character mm-hmm. from, uh, yeah, you know Gordon Gecko, right? Yeah. It's Martin That's Sheen. Martin Sheen, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. A nice little thing that you could get to happen. I would just like it be, and it would make sense in Animal Crossing to have a gecko named totally. Gordon, right? I'm really <laughs> totally. shocked it hasn't happened. Nintendo, free idea, but not free. Give me some money. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let's move on from Turnip Day, buddy. But related to turnips, turnips grow in the ground. Another name for the ground is Earth. Uh, we are also in this weird little, like, Earth Day new holiday season right now, which is crazy because it is already so much better than Bunny Day that I can't even comprehend because it's so much less intrusive. Let's talk about Earth Day. You know what? I you're you hit the nail on the head there, man. Like literally we are we're two two or three days into this Earth Day event, which is running through I think uh, early the May. Or third. I think it's the 5th. I was going to say the 7th, but I think it's the 5th. Okay. Um, of May. So we've got another, like, two-week-long event, much like Bunny Day. And I can tell you, after the first day, <laughs> after the first day, I'm like, this is so much better than Bunny Day. You know why? You know why it's so much better than Earth, Earth Bunny Day? Because it doesn't change the core aspect. It just adds to it. It doesn't. It's not intrusive. Yeah. It's just benefits yeah benefits it's not i'm not fishing out eggs out from the water well, that's shooting the thing. them from the sky you choose when to engage with it rather than it just being thrust upon you in every aspect of the game yeah that you can't escape it it's it's a much less intrusive method of enjoying a holiday and i'm, I'm enjoying it so far it's added also a nice new little visual aspect you can add to your towns we've added shrubbery shrubbery <laughs> you can't not when you hear that word and, i know yeah, that's, i agree that's that's break down uh what this whole update entails and i mean like you just said it includes shrubbery uh at its most basic most basic and um i guess non-game changing aspect it does give you nook plus miles objectives yep. to get that are special to this yes. which if what i discovered if you do even one of them, go talk to Tom Nook, and he'll give you a recipe to make hedges, which or is really cool. A new DIY recipe, because I think yeah. they can re-pop up and you can redo them. Oh my um, gosh, I have never looked at a DIY and been like, I need to go start farming everything. Yeah? Because I want these hedges everywhere. I don't know what it is about. Okay, so trees, I can cut all those bad boys down. Give me hedges? Oh! Oh, I got so much inspiration right now. Give Just me saying. hedges or give me death. Exactly. The last quote of Sean Muldowney. Um, <laughs> another thing about Earth Day is that uh, on the actual day of the celebration, it introduced two new characters who are actually older characters. 
And uh, Sean, tell me about these two new characters that are old characters. What do they do? Who are they? So we let's start with. Um, do you want to start with Leaf or Red? Let's do Leaf. Let's do Leaf. So Leaf is a returning character. He is a sloth that's returning from uh, previous games where he would typically set up like a gardening shop either in your town or get an expansion to like the Timmy and Tommy shop where he would sell, uh, you know, gardening stuff, uh, trees, plants, and give you incentive to pull all of the weeds in your town. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. And I've got to tell you, I've never once before given a single care for this character ever before. <laughs> Like, I would go in and, like, we'll get into towns and, like, I know we're going to get into differences in playing and how people do stuff. But I can tell you, like, I've never really been one to be be like, I want to move this tree over here. Yeah. That's, granted, that's changing right now and we'll get there. But I in previous games, I never cared. So I didn't care for this character. Now you do, though. Now I do. It's finally gotten to the point in the last week where I'm running around my town and it's been long enough and I'm seeing things kind of come to fruition where I'm like, all right, well, I want this tree over here. I started digging up trees, right? I want this tree over here. I want to remove this plot. And I'm kind of visualizing what I want my island to be finally. Yep. And with that being in mind, leaf appearing right now was the perfect timing because I go in there and I'm like, this shrubbery? Oh my gosh, give me 20 of this and 20 of this. I am lining my entire residential services with it, and I'm finding stuff to do. Nice. Nice. But in that, he also sells, like, other kinds of uh, flowers that you might not have on your island and stuff like that. I have not run into him again yet. So I have I'm not wondering, So I'm wondering if it's on a couple-day cycle where he'll I don't, appear. I don't think he might not reappear similar to uh, Zipper until the last day of the event. I think he shows up at the start. That's fair. And he'll probably be at the end. I'm assuming. I don't have confirmation. This is just me spitballing. But that would make sense to me. Since yeah. he hasn't reappeared yet, and it's been a full week, I think. Or not a full uh, week. Thursday. But... It's only been about three or four days. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. I figured it was either what you're mentioning or the fact that it's much like CJ where they'll show up like once a week, okay. maybe until then. It's so I'm I'm not sure. I don't really. I, I'll be the first to admit I don't scour these reports and look into the fine details. I don't I'm either. Much like you know, your average listener who just wants to hear people talk about this game. This is just what I'm conjecturing. Yep. I talked about Leaf. Do you want to talk about Red? I would rather you also talk about Red. Uh, okay. Because I had limited exposure to them. Um, okay. Uh, red especially, so I'm, sure. I'm, I'm throwing the ball into your court, please. I'm so excited because when we started talking about Leaf, I'm like, man, I really just wish that Kyle would talk about Leaf. I want to <laughs> talk about Red. I've talked about Leaf more, <laughs> but anyways. Do you have more to say about uh, Leaf? I don't want to leave this shorthanded. Uh, Leaf's just, he's an enjoyable character, I think. I like the sloth aspect. Um, he would be very into nature. He is also a bit hippie-ish, which can be funny. And uh, he's not quite Harvey level. No, (laughs) no, he's not quite Harvey level, but Leaf is enjoyable. And uh, I'm hoping that he does make I think he does make an appearance at the store. Okay, Uh, and I hope so. I think he not only does he give you incentive to pull weeds, I think you can also hire him to automatically pull weeds for you. That is an aspect from previous games. I think that's also in this one from what I understand. I'm like you, though. I stay pretty. I like to be surprised by things, especially in this game. 
Absolutely. So I try not to do too much research. Uh, I do a little more for this now uh, to be a bit educated. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, please. And I think. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think that this works really great for our show because I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this show are people who just love Animal Crossing and not necessarily want to be spoiled about exactly what, you know, late game stuff's coming into the game, stuff like that. And I feel like as we're playing through and sharing our our experiences, everybody gets to live kind of through us and through their own game. So I do appreciate that as well. It makes it exciting because I like the jealousy of seeing something on somebody else's island. And the fact that I don't have everything makes that more exciting. When I go visit somebody, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm glad that... You have that. That makes me hope that it shows up in my store. Not that like, oh, I've I've seen that before. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to just explore everything. I like mm-hmm. to be enjoyed for. It's a long con. It's a yeah delayed anticipation or reaction or enjoyment. Yeah. And One of those I, words. A hundred percent. So. Red is the other character that is new to this patch, and Red is a a fox, a sneaky, conniving, little shyster fox that, I mean, or you could think of him as a connoisseur. It's one of those, which way you gonna go? He could play either one of those devil angels on your shoulders kind of thing. He seems like the most smooth-talking car salesman you've ever met, right? And the first time you talk to him, you're just like, Oh, we're going here, right? Okay, uh-huh. we're get. I'm getting the cousin discount. Okay, cool, got it. <laughs> so he is this. Uh, he's an art peddler that kind of uh, goes from game to game, peddling art. Now the thing with Red is, is that typically in previous games he will set up this room that has four pieces of art, and one of them's gonna be real. All of, all of the rest are counterfeit. Yeah. So. So the whole point is for you to be able to try to identify what is the real item. And you can look it up online. You can see, you know, what the fake stuff would have if you want to do. Or you can go through and just kind of play it week by week and extend your playthrough of the game. That's also cool. Everybody can play this different different ways. But there's always a way to tell what's counterfeit, what's real. And if you get a real piece of art, you can either sell it for buco bucks over at Nook and Cranny... Or you can bring it to the museum and donate it to the museum. Or you could donate it, or not, I'm sorry, not donate it, display it in your own house and just be a private collector of fine pieces of art. The nice touch that I like about these pieces of art that Red brings is that they're often based or just complete copies of real-world famous art pieces. Um, I know on my island, not me, but Mandy, my fiancé, she bought... The famous Japanese tidal wave picture. That's what mm-hmm. Red brought to her. That's such an awesome picture and iconic, and I've always loved that image. And I'm super stoked that's the one that she got. Uh, what about you? What'd you get when Red came over? I don't remember. <laughs> no? <laughs> you don't remember if it was famous or anything? I mean, I know it's famous, but it's one that, like, and this sounds really sad because I really do love art, but it's one, like, I've just kind of seen and glancing. And I, so like seeing it, I was like, oh, wow, I recognize that. But it wasn't one that like popped out to me. And I'm so embarrassed that I don't know this, <laughs> but I haven't made it to my museum yet today because it just reopened. When you donate it, the museum has to close for a day to make the art. 
gallery. Yeah. So it just reopened this day, and I haven't been able to check it out yet. But I did recognize the piece. Um, and I do also, real quick, want to appreciate the fact that going and talking to Red, I thought that there was a chance that the first item that he gives you is a fake. I'm glad that it's not. And he can just give you a real piece that you can go bring to your museum and donate it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that he tries to sell it to you for like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bells. And you you can't. You're just like, no. <laughs> like, I don't know if it scales to how much money you have, you know, because it was like just over what I had. I'm like, nah, dog, I can't do that. And he's like, okay, well, I'll give you the cousin discount. <laughs> but once that happens and the museum opens, he actually brings a boat to your island, which I don't know if it's the same for everybody. But for me, it's on the back of the island. Yeah. Um, and I like on your little private beach back there that I don't think anybody notices for the first couple of days that you're playing, but it's on that back island that you have to use a ladder to get to. Uh, uh, I also I have my own. Uh, that's where I put the sandcastle item. Oh, no way. But I will say that Red, his boat was back there when he visited the island for the very first time, too. It's always back there if he's there. But he won't let you on the first no, day. No, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. You have to get permission. I found that out later that night. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Let's get some art. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I think that's really cool. And I uh, I will get into this after and like things that I like. But I, I just want to say it now. Like I really appreciate what Nintendo is doing with the game and staggering these releases and making making people have a reason to keep checking back in yep. to the game. Regardless if you, air quotes, beat the game, and we'll get to, to that after, even if you, air quotes, beat the game, the game still goes on. Yeah. And it's still getting better, and there's still more stuff being added. It's never so. ending. Um, exactly. So on that, let, let's uh, let's do a little motorized two-wheeled scooter and Segway. <laughs> I love how this is a recurring thing every episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's let's hop on that Segway scooter and move into uh, to talk about uh, some listener questions, buddy. Yeah, I have. Um, well, you do you want to get into things we like and don't like first? Oh, yes, just because absolutely. I I That's feel right. like uh, the listener questions are going to lead into the end of the episode. That is correct. So things that we did like and maybe something that we liked better. Um, sure. That's right. I, I I misread my notes. Don't tell Tom Nook. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I have an even better thing. Let's take one listener question right here. You ready? Okay. Because this this it. is gonna, We're gonna set us up for a homeroom. Home, uh, home run. Not homeroom. Okay. Am I in high school? Oh my gosh. I wish. Some days. Last week, you may remember that we did have listener questions, and we had two questions come in from Ryan Walters. Now, uh, we did get another question um, that I. You know, obviously, I go to the Facebook group, Animal Talking. You can uh, see my post for questions. And our good friend, Stephen Michael, from Facebook, uh, asked a very similar (laughs) question. Ryan said, what is the best quality of life enhancement in New Horizons? And what is something missing from the game? Uh, That's from Ryan. And from Stephen Michael was, what's your favorite and least favorite aspect of the game? And I feel like both of those are, I feel like we're kind of going to both clump those together in this and that kind of sets us up for nice touch we like about the game thing we don't like about the game so it's 
you want to go into it from there? Yeah, I think that's a perfect little motorized scooter with two wheels <laughs> on both sides. Um, <laughs> That'll get me every time, man. I know. Uh, so I'll start with you, buddy. What is something that you've maybe found out this week that you love about the game? Uh, I just mentioned that I was going to come back to it. Literally, this uh, the whole update system that they're doing in the game. Mm-hmm. I... Having played this game, they usually have these things all programmed in, but it's usually seasons, just just seasons and just like, you know, holidays and stuff like that. But with them introducing red and red becoming like a permanent fixture on your island and introducing leaf and maybe leaf will be maybe he will become a fixture on your island. I think what Nintendo is doing with this game in terms of staggering these releases and giving you constant content is one of my favorite aspects about this game um just because it really rewards no matter what play style you play are you a slower player like me where i'm constantly you know trying to analyze what i want to do with my island or are you somebody that constantly you get into the game and you're like i want to set up everything on this i want to get fences everywhere blah, blah 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 and you plow through it and you still have a reason to come back i i think it's just very important for everybody uh, and I love that about this game. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. What about you, buddy? Uh, so one of the things that I really focused on this week, uh, I did a lot of bug catching compared to normally I'm a big fisherman. Um, yeah. One of the things that I really started to notice was that the bugs are a lot more dynamic than the fish. Fish are just going to be a shadow of differing size. Whereas bugs, all the bugs generally outside of like a butterfly or something are going to have kind of a unique way you're going to approach it to have to catch it. Some of them will run away when you get too close. Some of them run away if you're running a w- right near them, so it encourages you to not sprint everywhere on your island. Some of them, like the mole cricket, make noise when you get closer to them, but they're buried under the ground, and you have to just locate it by listening as you walk around and dig this thing out that you hear. That I thought was a frog for a large majority of the game. It's really, I was gonna yeah go ahead it's just it's a bug hidden in the ground that is not a frog you got to dig that thing up um i'm i'm so glad that you brought that up because i was gonna follow up when you finish this about the mole cricket like how yeah. crazy is that insect like i have been hearing this for the last week and a half and i'm just you just hear this like it almost sounds like a bullfrog like you said like chirp you know like groaning or chirping in the background whenever you're close to something and i thought it was an ambiance until somebody's like Hey, like in in a private chat, like, hey, don't miss the mole cricket. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And as soon as that happened, every single day, I am very conscious of what I'm listening to. It's impressive. It's that sound detail, like I mentioned in the very first episode that I love about this game. It just, it has a way to draw your attention that something is different is going on. Um, But like, uh, there's, there's other bugs too, like... There's wasps that can fall out when you shake trees. You got to catch those. Everybody is at an encounter with a wasp. There's also spiders that sometimes drop down, bagworms. But again, yeah. like all of these different interactions with the bugs make them a much more engaging thing to chase and to sell. So I really like that aspect. It keeps things fresh and uh, ever-evolving. You can play however you want. I love that Absolutely. about this game. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a recurring theme, theme like every single week that we talk about this game is that this is it's really set up for you to play how you want in the style that you want to keep you coming back 
to playing this game and for you to enjoy this game. And I respect whatever way people play. Yep. Kyle, I'm going to keep it on you because I do want to just spit it back. What What's one thing that you noticed this week that you're like, not a big fan? Uh, so one thing, and it's, it's probably because it's a thing that I generally enjoy, but there were some times this week where I was doing a lot of industrial upgrades to my island. I was changing some things, and I wished that if I had the money available, there would be a way to, if I wanted to, pay extra to speed up the construction process of a thing or the deconstruction. Um, one of the first things that happened on my island was I got a wooden bridge from Tom Nook to build anywhere on the island that I so fit. It was, of course, a tutorial of an essence to teach me how to set up bridges and infrastructure on my island. But as I started making this island my own, I fell in love with the stone bridge aesthetic and the stone step and staircases. But that wooden bridge always kind of stuck out to me. So mm. I decided eventually uh, I would just demolish it because I have all this money from the turnip market. I'd get rid of it and put a stone bridge there and it'll match the rest of my island. Well, of course, uh, it wouldn't just delete so I could put a new bridge up there. The deconstruction had to take a full day. And then I had to come back the next day and start construction on a bridge, which, of course, took another full day. Which, again, I get, like, they don't want you to rush through this game, but I wish sometimes there was the option if I wanted to. I would have liked to have deconstructed and constructed on the same day. But have you ever thought of the gyroid construction union? Because yeah. they are banking on this happening over a couple of days, and you're disrupting this completely. Oh, they surely I'm... get paid by the hour. But that's why I feel they would take bribes to do it faster. <laughs> like, sure, uh, yeah, we could do all day on this, boss, but if you give us 500k, hey, 20 minutes, it's knocked out. <laughs> I love how you went some, like, New Jersey, New York route with that. Yeah, that's when all the construction <laughs> big guys come in. You know, they got to move the things and, and, and the weights oh, and all the stuff's... That's fantastic. <laughs> what but about no, you, buddy? I get I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I I I really wish the same thing and um I mean even though I am the guy that literally the second bridge I I bought was like, yeah, let's do another wooden bridge. That's that's yeah, let's go all in with this aesthetic. Like I'm looking at it, I'm like, should I change this? I'm like, eh, maybe. I don't know. It's stressing me out. It's going to take an investment. But yeah, you buddy, I want to hear what you don't like currently. You know what? I had a different one coming into this that I thought about a couple of days ago, and I'm going to save that for a future episode because something happened this morning that really made me upset. Okay. okay? So there's a lot of times. So when you go into your inventory and you click on an item, I feel like uh, sometimes when you click on it and the options that pop up, like drop, eat, storage, stuff like that, isn't always in the same exact order. And it really depends on what item and what options that you have. And so today, while making my trips to ma- <laughs> to get turnips, I bought three quarters of a million bells worth of turnips. So that took several trips. And obviously, I'm coming back, going into my my spare turnip rooms, air quotes, uh, to drop all this stuff to stare uh, to store. At one point, I accidentally ate an entire stack. Of turnips because typically when you go to drop something you click on it and you have to drop down one or two slots to hit drop 
And so in my little peanut mind, while I'm in my house, I'm and like... And your muscle memory. It, my muscle memory, and I'm just like in the routine and the grind of what I'm doing. A, A, down, A. And I look, and he starts eating a whole stack of... 100 turnips that i just bought oh and my I'm like, goodness i just ate nine thousand bells for nothing oh my goodness I, that's the most expensive like a... meal on the face of the earth nine thousand ah! dollars you just ingested sean here's the thing though i just learned this week that eating a fruit mean eating one fruit means you can dig up one tree yeah. And move it. And that's that's a free tip for you guys. I've been playing this game for literally a month and a half because I got it early and I did not know that. Be Somebody told me you will also shatter rocks though. I learned that real quick. Yes. <laughs> I I ate one rock on day two, or ate one uh orange on day two and hit a rock and exploded it. I'm like, I'm never eating an apple <laughs> or an orange again, right? Yeah. And then literally the next week somebody tells me you can just dig up trees. And so I tried to, and it just goes bong and it wouldn't work. And this week I learned you have to eat a fruit first mm-hmm. and then you can just dig up a whole tree. So given the fact that I've got 10 fruit points in my eat and turn up factory here, uh, I'm going to go move some trees around today. Second fact and tip of the day. I learned this today from yep. my good buddy, Mitch. If you, this is such a weird fact. Yeah. If you have eaten apples or oranges or pears or whatever, and you get these fruit points, if you go sit on a toilet, it drains those points. You I'm going to be super embarrassed yeah. if this is not true, but he wouldn't lie to me about this. I don't think so. I haven't, I also have not confirmed <laughs> this myself because you just told me about it before we started recording, but it makes sense and I hope it's true. Uh, please somebody investigate. But yes, if you have fruit points and you need to get rid of them without moving trees or breaking rocks, sit on a toilet and they will go away. Like that's the most Nintendo, like Japanese owned country thing to or company to do yeah. is put in something that's related to sitting on a toilet to have an effect on you. Like yep. he said that I'm like, you know what? He can't even make this up because this is the most Nintendo thing that I've ever heard. Uh, but you know yeah, what I mean? Somebody please confirm or deny for us, and uh, if we need to, we'll correct on next week's uh, episode. But I'm going with uh, 100% confirmed myth busted. Absolutely. You can Ding. use the toilet. <laughs> uh, One of those. So I want to uh, – I yeah. know we're running late on time, and I just wanted to get into the other uh, listener question, if that's okay, because that's going to lead into exactly. how we lead out on. That's what I okay. said, uh, for, but you, you preemptive it, and you got it, man. Let's go. Hey, I'm sorry. You, you <laughs> tossed up the ball, and I was just like, bang. Uh, so we did have another question coming in, and it was kind of a, one of those kind of humorous, sarcastic questions because we do know this person, and um, his, he's our good buddy Micah. And Micah asks, whose island is most OCD, and why is it mine? Now, I've got to fully admit I have not seen Micah's island I've only seen screenshots that he sent to me, and I know the fact that he, air quotes, ran the credits and, air quotes, beat the game on this game uh, yesterday, I think, either yesterday or this morning, but I want to shoot it over to you so you can talk about his island, because I talked uh, talked a lot about Tom's island last week. Uh, So Micah's island, I have personally visited it. I visited it, like, early in the week before he had... Uh, beaten this game, which again, you don't beat this game, but once KK Slider comes to your island, it rolls credits and then you continue playing. 
Uh, Micah has already had this happen, and he got the game a week after me and two weeks after you, and he is light years ahead of both of us. Yeah. And still enjoying the game. Uh, what's crazy is that he is in, he's not lying. He's incredibly OCD when it comes to his island. What I visited it, uh, I believe, to buy or sell something. I was giving him something. And when I found him, he was on his the edge of his island digging a hole right next to each other. Uh, the entire length of his, like, where the beach meets the grass. And then in every second hole, he would bury uh, a coconut. But he dug every single hole so he could get correct spacing and then he would kick in two and then plant another one and then kick in two and plant another one and it was so absolutely meticulous that it was overbearing and he had an orchard developed this way he had been terraforming and his layout was really nice uh his upper leftmost island is the the highest peak and it's very high, and then it descends as it moves down towards the other corner of the island. He's got just really nice touches going on all around, and I was very impressed with it. Um, it's still a work in progress, but he's going to do some nice things there. So if you get a chance, go check out Micah's Island. Highly enjoyable. I really can't wait to go check it out. I was trying to get there yesterday because uh, I knew we were recording either yesterday or today, and it just didn't work out. And I, I really have got to go check out that island. And I think that this really lends to, like, just what you, what you're saying about this. Like, I gather all of this from him. Like, in chat that in chats that he's in, and he mentions like what he's doing. I'm like, holy cow! And I'm seeing other people do the same kind of thing. Like Mitch, my buddy Mitch, uh, from Nerdy Thursday, is doing like the same thing. Like, getting very in depth in that. And I cannot wait to see what they do. And what we can say is, it's it's drastically different than what Tom's doing on his island. Yeah. Um, which is which is wild. It's like you got Tom who's setting up these districts and stuff, and then you've got Micah who's setting up these different areas. He's got like he's got his own gated off turnip factory or, or like farm, and then he's got a swap meet, and he's putting up all these signs and like a very community oriented thing, which is really cool. What, what did you think about what he was doing with that kind of stuff? I thought that was really cool. And to, and to bring up Mitch again, another thing that Mitch did that I never even thought about doing because of the fact that, like, I played back in the GameCube days when people moved to your island, it would happen randomly. You had no say on where it happened. That's kind of how I just naturally set up the three buildings that you build the first time. I just kind of spaced them out everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, going to Mitchell's... Same. He has a little, like, neighborhood where everybody lives right next to each other. And it was just like, oh, that's really a cool touch. And that keeps everybody, like, right where you want to be to officially talk to all of them if you would like. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it was a nice little design. And then he had his whole island open up to do whatever he wanted with it. Really cool stuff. Again, I never thought of that. And that's what I like about this game right now is that it's letting us see all these different ways that people that have played it, a lot of people that have never played it have been bitten by the Animal Crossing bug, and they are just diving headfirst into it. And it is enjoyable to see that all around. One last point that I do want to make about this in terms of people playing differently. I After we went to, uh, we actually went to our buddy Dave's island to buy some turnips this morning, right? And he, he messaged me saying, what would you recommend me do to my island? And I responded to him, and 
I can't give you tips. Like this is this is your island. This is this is your personality. This is what you're doing. And I and I'm pulling this from the fact that I'm going to all of these these different islands and seeing what other people are doing. And here I am on my island, at a month and a half into having this game, being like. I'm just now figuring out the direction I want to take here. So yeah. I don't feel like I feel comfortable t- saying to somebody else, you got too many trees or whatever. Like this is an extension of your personality and this is your fingerprint. This is literally your fingerprint of a game. Yeah. So I, I feel like everybody literally has a different way that they can play this island to make it their own. And I cannot wait to explore people's islands. And if you want us to check out your island, Hit us up on Facebook, on our group. I've mentioned it several times, but we are family-friendly on there. We just want to make a great community. Search out Animal Talking. There's one that's a page and one that's a group. Join the group. Like the page, too. I mean... (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) You're going to want to like the page because another exciting thing coming out of this is the fact that we have gotten a lot of great feedback and a lot of people talking about us. And we realize that splitting this between two shows between our two main podcasts that we normally do is hard to follow and track this show. So what I've gone ahead and done is currently, I mean, if you're listening to this later, this might not be a thing. Just search animal talking on iTunes or your preferred uh, platform, but I have signed us up for our own feed to be able to get our own show so you can just sign up for that subscribe rate review all of that stuff and hopefully in the next couple of days uh you know do that but go to the group and uh, click the join on that and i'll update you guys on whenever we go live with our own feed that you can just hit subscribe on okay I will also say, unfortunately, now, at this point, I do have to confirm that both Sean and I are that guy that has two podcasts that (laughs) nobody asked for. But here's where we are. I'm actually very excited about it, too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that this is done so well enough that we're just we're running with it. It started as a Patreon exclusive thing. And now it's adapted. It has its own feed. It's its own show. It's its own brand. It's its own thing. So thank you guys for enjoying Animal Talking. We'll keep bringing it to you as long as it's entertaining and enjoyable. So that's what we've got to do. Uh, If you like what we do, again, please engage with us. Engage in the group. We talk turnip prices. We talk items to sell. I know people are trading uh, items that they want to keep and collect right now on the page and it's a good way to do that without getting into the depths of internet weirdos because the worst thing is the weirdo you don't know come interact with the weirdos that you do know yeah and if you don't know us come and come and meet us because we're great people we literally have a a friend of the show ian who set up a swap meet where everybody came to his island they all dropped their items, picked them up, put them down. So it's in your catalog so you can order it from your island. Yep. How cool of an idea is that? That's a really nice thing, man. It's, again, it's people coming together and playing the game and, like, doing real-life community things. So Yeah. And if there's other ways that you want us to kind of communicate with you guys um, – let us know. I mean, open for – I'm very open for uh, setting up whatever will work for people uh, to communicate with each other in a safe, family-friendly way uh, like we're doing on the Facebook. I do have a Discord set up that not many – nobody's using right now, but there are options, and we have options, but we just still want to keep this very Animal Crossing, family-friendly, and just 
just friendly in general. Like, yeah. be good to one, one another. You know what I mean? In the words um, of Bill and Ted, be excellent to one another. And I think that's a perfect quote to take the show out on, buddy. So, again, I am Kyle. And I'm Sean. This has been Animal Talking. And again, I reiterate, be excellent to each other. Yeah.